Have you ever noticed how we're different and the same and the same and we're different and we're different and the same? All kinds of people. On the Talk of Muncie, WMUN, All Kinds of People, hosted by Dr. Joe Mashevitz, getting to know the people of Muncie and Delaware County, Indiana, in a way you've never heard before. It's another way we're using our voice to build our community from Woof Boom Radio and 92.5 FM, 1340 AM, WMUN. Here's your host, Dr. Joe. Good, good morning, Wolf Boom listeners, and welcome to all kinds of people. And today I am delighted to have in the Wolf Boom studios, Jennifer Mearns. Jennifer, thanks for stopping by. Well, good morning. It's great to be here. Well, I really appreciate this, and I, I think most people in town know you as the First Lady of Ball State, but I'm quite intrigued by JPM Consulting. But also intrigued by the fact that you grew up in an environment uh, with a few siblings running around. (laughs) I was an only child up in Detroit. So I'm trying to get a handle on what it was like having six sisters and a brother to share. What was it like getting ready for school during that time? And then when the weekend came? It was great growing up in the big family. Um, Like like you said, I had, um, you know, there were seven girls, one boy, and my parents pretty much had a baby every two to three years. Okay. Um, okay. So I was the sixth of eight, and my dad was in sales, so we moved around a lot. And so I think about that now, having moved a number of times Yeah, like myself. every two to three years, the family was in motion someplace, well, right? And we knew there was an announcement at the table, and it was either we were moving or my mom was having another baby. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes uh, sometimes both of those yeah, announcements. Both. So, um, But it was, you know, we... we um, you know, my dad was in sales, so we were not wealthy people. Um, we, But, you know, my mom was a stay-at-home mom, and I just remember growing up very fondly. I was good friends with my brothers and sisters, and we all uh, ran around outside a lot, played with the neighbor's kids. Okay. Um, we always lived in, suburb, you know, suburban areas, and so we did a lot of playing kickball on the street, kick the can, things like that. Um, but, you know, it was interesting growing up. I had two two of my uh, two of the eight children had cystic fibrosis, oh. and so in addition to taking care of all those kids, I think back to how difficult it might, must have been for my parents to deal with this illness that, that they did well. they didn't know for you know they kept trying to get a diagnosis and it took until probably five or six years old before my older sister was diagnosed. And then all of us got tested, and so anyway, that that took that in, in addition to all the fun stuff of playing and going and doing things together, um, my mom had to do a lot of therapy at Some home with my sister. With, you know, um, they did uh, aerosol and different kinds of pulmonary therapies and things. Okay. So, so I do remember that and being involved in that growing up. My mom taught all of us how to do those ex. They they were physical exercises. You had to pound on my daughter. Um, my sister's chest yeah, to, to try to lo- loosen up the music and vibrate. And so I still, to this day, can still put my hands on and vibrate really well. I guess growing up as an only child, when I hear about people that have that many siblings, I'm quite fascinated by that. And once you left high school, at some point in time, a teacher poked you in the shoulder saying, time to go on to a university, which you weren't quite sure about, but on to Bryant University. Mm-hmm. 
you recall a few of those days heading off to campus? And Well, I remember um, in high school I was working. I was in a work-study program, so I would leave school at 12 o'clock and go to a job for four ah, hours okay. every day. So I got paid from the company, and I also got high school credit. So that's why I was just thinking, okay, I'm going to go into the workforce. But it was my business teacher who said to me, Jennifer, you have a lot of potential. I really think you should go to college. And so that's what got me thinking about college. And I did start out in a two-year associate's program because I just wasn't sure I wanted to commit to, to four years. Um, but I, I love to tell the story. About six weeks in, I called my parents and said, I hope you don't mind, but I'd like to stay four years. So I did. And I actually um, really didn't mature academically until I was in college. So I'm really so grateful for that teacher to push me along that path because I think I just I wasn't I wasn't thinking bigger than you know the next year or two and she opened my eyes and it really turned out to be a great experience for me um, and I actually learned how to learn <laughs> yeah and I and on the side by the way besides pursuing the academics you decided maybe to get into a little running exercise <laughs> well started off maybe with a little walking up the hills type thing to be a part of a team. And I wonder if you'd be willing to share a little bit about how you got involved in what became um, a sport for you at that university. And I believe there's a name in the Hall of Fame at that university <laughs> for your athletic ability. Yeah, my husband Jeff loves to tell people that I'm in the Hall of Fame. Well, it, it's a small school in Division Two at the time. But, but you're in the Hall of Fame, Jeff. I, I am in the Sports Hall of Fame at Bryant University. So. Um, I had never done any organized sports except for like rec league softball in the summer. Just hadn't really occurred to me. And then when I got to college, it was a roommate of mine who really encouraged me to come out and help the cross country team just because they needed bodies to have five people to score. The the two women who had come started running were running with the men's team. Okay. So they just wanted people to run. And so I guess I was game for most things and I didn't really realize how difficult it would be. Um, but I got out and ran in this race and got a sense for what cross country was. I was the next to slowest person in the first race. The this is not one. like running from second to third base. No, by this, the is, way. this, this is, is five. This is five k, three point one miles, okay. and through the woods. And some places have just flat courses around fields, but up in New England, these were real cross country courses where you went into the woods and you know lots of rocks and sticks and and quick turns. And so, um, but it is a beautiful sport. I mean, to be out in nature. Um, and I just, I liked the the team aspect of it, but also sure. kind of the individual, the ability to kind of focus on your own strengths. And uh, I, I just loved it from, well, once I got in shape, <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> just to remind listeners who are with Jennifer Mearns and uh, kind of talking about her path at Bryant University and um, getting involved in running uh, a lot. And then... I was quite fascinated having been to Madison Square Garden. That was your starting off point. And maybe tie that into me, what that was like, along with all of a sudden joining the tennis tour and spending 30-some weeks a year chasing tennis balls all over the world. <laughs> that had to be a great experience. It was um, an incredible experience. I actually was very fortunate to get into the job um, with men's tennis. I started out at Madison Square Garden, as you said, in public relations. And at Madison Square Garden, they have two, at the time, they had two uh, world tennis championships, the Virginia Slims for the women and the Volvo Masters for oh, the men. Oh. And so my PR group in the garden got involved in running the press room 
at those big tournaments. And Jennifer, was this kind of breaking the female-male barrier into the sports arena from your perspective? Yeah, I mean, there were there, there are definitely more women in sports marketing now. At the time, uh, there were more people in, in PR, but not as much in, say, promotions and marketing. Um, but, no, I, it was through that job that I got to know the global tennis media. So when the person who was hired by the men's pro tennis tour was putting together a team, he asked me. He had worked at the Garden. He worked for the Knicks. He was the PR director for the Knicks. And he asked me if I would be interested and I said, well, I don't really know anything about tennis. He said, yeah, but you know the media, and that's half the battle. So he put his trust in me, and I got that job. I didn't even know how to pronounce some of the players' names and just got thrown out on the road. But I would be the spokesperson for the men's tour at each of those events. So anything related to um, press conferences or um, pushing, pitching media stories, trying to promote the next tournament in line, um, anything that came up, that week, uh, I would be the spokesperson for the tour. There had, I had to imagine some challenges to that, only because tennis was not a dominant sport by any means. Um, it, it was not a dominant sport. It was tough, and we were constantly trying to get it more on the front page. Although, when you think about it, it was the heyday of tennis. I mean, we had John McEnroe, Jimmy Connors, Yvonne Lendl, all the Swedish players. You know, Ilya Nastasi was still playing. So... It was a really exciting time to be in tennis, but tennis was always competing with the major sports, and still does today. But uh, that, at that time, uh, getting media relations was not what it is today. We didn't have all the outlets that we have. So um, it was challenging. And also, I was traveling all over the world, and I didn't speak all those languages. All those so languages I would be trying to help the media get more um gain more knowledge about tennis and be able to write better stories when half the time I didn't speak their language. So, you know, just pointing at things and providing information, um, it was, it was I would, a great I was experience. trying to wrap my head around that as a job without any digital media. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to be back with Jennifer Mearns and some more to chat about her life and the things she got involved with after this break. Hi, this is David Cox, President and CEO of the Meeks Mortuary and Crematory. Our tagline, Every Story Matters, is more than just a tagline. Because in remembrance of a loved one, it is the stories about them that are lasting. Let us help you tell your loved one's story when that time comes. Proudly serving Delaware County and the surrounding areas. Meeks Mortuary and Crematory, because every story matters. We'll be here when you need us most. Justin here from AirServe Heating and Cooling, your local Heil dealer. Now is not the time to deal with heating issues. Is your furnace in need of attention? Right now you can own a new furnace for as little as $75 per month. That's right, just $75 per month. We also have 0% financing specials and up to $4,000 off a new heating and cooling system. We also offer free second opinions. Now's the time to save on your new system. Call AirServe Heating and Cooling at 747-1177 or online at airserve.com. Heil, depend on us. Farm equipment and supporting the community is their specialty. Reynolds Farm Equipment, your local John Deere dealer, is a proud supporter of local high school sports. Reynolds Farm Equipment is a leading John Deere equipment dealer serving farmers, homeowners, landscapers, and commercial contractors rooted in Indiana. Reynolds Farm Equipment has been serving and supporting the community for 68 years. Visit ReynoldsFarmEquipment.com to see if they can help right here in your community. New Year, New Career. 
Hi, this is Stephen Brand, General Manager at Magna. If you are looking for a career with a people-centric environment, then Magna is the place for you. Magna could be the perfect fit. Want to find out? Getting started is simple. Walk in any Wednesday between 8 a.m. and noon for an on-the-spot interview. Find out about Magna's world-class benefits with profit sharing, apprenticeships, and 401k match. Job security is key when making career decisions, and Magna has a plan for you. We look forward to moving your career with Magna forward for all. New Year, New Career. Hi, this is Stephen Brand, General Manager at Magna. If you are looking for a career with a people-centric environment, then Magna is the place for you. Magna could be the perfect fit. Want to find out? Getting started is simple. Walk in any Wednesday between 8 a.m. and noon for an on-the-spot interview. Find out about Magna's world-class benefits with profit-sharing, apprenticeships, and 401k match. Job security is key when making career decisions, and Magna has a plan for you. We look forward to moving your career with Magna forward for all. Race to Savings at Menards, your one-stop shop for pets. We offer it all, from food and treats to a huge selection of toys, bowls, leashes, and collars. Check out some of the great brands we carry like Purina. Tidy Cats neutralizes smells with triple odor protection, keeping the house smelling clean. Get it today for $11.99. Race to Savings on everything you need for your cat and all your pets at Menards. Good through February 18th. Save big money at Menards. How do you like applying for a loan? Meeting with a loan officer face-to-face -face over a cup of coffee? Maybe once things quiet down in the evening, you fill out the application online. Or maybe you're a multitasker and apply over the phone while running errands. Hi, this is Julie with First County Federal Credit Union. Our answer to this is yes, we can do that. Contact First County FCU for your next loan, however you want. Visit us at either location or firstcountyfcu.org. Now, back to WMUN's All Kinds of People with Dr. Joe. Welcome back, everybody. It's All Kinds of People, and I am delighted to have Jennifer Mearns with me. Most of you probably know Jennifer as the First Lady at Ball State, but I want to get into JPM Consulting. Thank you. Talent Acquisition. I think you started it back in 2003, give or take a year, and... I found things like MasterCard, Nabisco, IBM, Haagen-Dazs. There's just a broad range of companies that you've done some work with acquiring talent. And so I'm just kind of curious what jump-started that after you finished your running career. Thank you. <laughs> well, while I was in the sports marketing industry and focusing on marketing and promotions and things like that, I also was traveling a lot. And so Jeff and I had had our fourth and fifth child, and it was getting a little more challenging to jump on a plane. I had just come back from a business trip Those to were Brazil. the twins, right? Yeah. Okay, So when you. I had the twins, I just started thinking I needed to come up with a new plan because I wanted to be home more. And so uh, there's a woman, Buffy Philippel, who has Teamwork Consulting, which is a sports marketing recruiting firm. It's still – she's – the business has been – in. I don't know, 25 years. So something. still tied into sports. Still tied into sports. And she developed Teamwork Online, which students can, young people can put their resume, uh, build a profile on Teamwork on, Online, or Teamwork Online, and they can look at jobs all across the sports and event marketing business, internships, entry-level jobs. So she started that when I was working with her. But she brought me into the business, taught me recruiting. I had never done recruiting before. 
And we really helped, you know, I helped her build the business on the agency and corporate side of the business because I had that experience. And it was just a wonderful experience for me to just find something that I could do remotely, less travel or virtually no travel. And when you say remotely, you're talking working from home to some extent? Yes, working from home. So I started working from home in 1995. Whoa. And I've been doing that ever since so so with, this is nothing new to you no from, not, nothing okay. changed from from work standpoint nothing changed for me with COVID so it was through her that I learned to do the executive recruiting and then after 9-11 the you know everything stopped right. and certainly recruiting in in entertainment sports I mean, sponsorships were being canceled. Nobody was adding anybody new. People were cutting positions. So the business got very soft, and it was during that time that I kind of reevaluated what I was doing and decided to just take a little bit of time off. The twins were going into kindergarten within a year, and so I took about 18 months off. I did have a non-compete with teamwork, so I honored that, and then I started doing my own business through word of mouth, took on some projects, and um, it's just grown from there. So I do executive recruiting, some mid-level talent acquisition, and I work with just a couple of corporate clients at a time. Uh, and I work on an hourly rate, rate basis, like a, okay. a consultant. Okay, uh, hourly so, basis. Yeah, so when I'm not working, I I can spend my time for Ball State or my family. When I am working, then I'm getting paid. So I like that better than being a full-time employee, and I have been able to build really great relationships with my clients over the year and years, and that's what I really like to do. I've, I've got to imagine there have to be times when, even though you get to select that, given some of the duties you're responsible for at Ball State, there's got to be a couple challenges that come into that as you're required, well, you're expected to be at least part of the Ball State activities, obviously. Well, luckily, most of those activities are a lot of fun. So, yes, but it does give me the flexibility to work around and support Jeff in his career and, and help the university or be involved in community events where if I were, you know, working downtown or something, it might be more difficult to do that. Um, but I like the recruiting because I can re- recruit across all functional areas. Okay. I like to say I know just enough about most of the functions, like as if I stayed at a Holiday Inn Express. I know enough to be <laughs> dangerous. Um, but I do learn a lot. Each time you take on a new sh- search, you really have to understand that role and then understand what you have to find. And then you um, basically I interview people all day to try to find the best candidates for my clients. Yeah. We're with Jennifer Mearns, everybody. And um, so – uh, like you growing up in a family with a bunch of siblings, you had some kids running around the house, thank you, early on. Some of the memories of that, getting them ready for school and then into high school, were they an athletic group of types and pretty active with a variety of things that obviously took up a little bit of your time? Yeah, so we had five children in in, in the course of six years because the last two were twins. Um, so it was a very active household from very early on. Uh, the kids were always active just out in the neighborhood playing, but as they got a little bit older, we did have several of them were invo- got involved in running. Okay. Um, not surprising. But not they surprising also, at all. Yeah, they you. also got involved in other sports. Um, a couple of them got into field hockey. Um, we had uh, not really soccer, softball, baseball, um, basketball, you know, yeah, so I think we were busy. Some did swimming for a while or competitive dance, gymnastics. So it feels like somebody was always into something. We did have rules on that. <laughs> I told the kids you can do one sport per season. Oh. 
And we but really, that still is potentially five sports. Yes, but it, it, it really was difficult for us to get the kids there. So if, unless it was something that was not offered at school, like um, dance or gymnastics, I, I really pushed the school sports and said, try to stick to one sport per semester. Okay. <laughs> well, that's an interesting plan because I was, I was trying to imagine if they all got involved in multiple sports, how do you possibly – keep up with any of that a couple of them still run a couple ran through high school the twins did and and my our older daughter and one or two of them still run pretty regularly okay and then um i know something that's pretty dear to your heart maybe to share with some people the discovery group um is something you've really gotten involved with and I think it's having quite an impact in a variety of ways, but if you don't mind sharing a little bit of information about the Discovery Group. Sure. The Discovery Group is a wonderful group at Ball State. It's a women's philanthropic group, and so women come together, um, and we pay a fee each year. That goes into a fund, Okay. and then we get to select. Some professors will submit grant proposals, and our group selects which proposals will be funded for that year. So these can be, and the real the focus is supposed to be in engaging our students, um, not only in something that will benefit them, but something that will benefit not only the Ball State community but also the Mun- Muncie and Delaware County. So we have, you know, and and really aligning with the Beneficence Pledge. We want mm, things that are okay. impactful, that are meaningful. And so it's been a great group. We're, we're continuing to try to find ways to grow that group. It's been around for a while, and it, I think we've distributed over a, mil, a million dollars for grant Whoa. proposals. So uh, some of the initial founders are still involved in the, in the discovery group. And so with, with, let me just understand one mm-hmm. thing. With the grants that are selected, do they involve students involved in that whole process? Part of the criteria we look at is it must involve as many students, students as, possible, as possible, and ideally undergraduate students. Not that we, uh, you know, we, not that we, we don't care about master students. No, but, no, no. But I there's more that. funding for masters, so it's got to involve a, as many undergraduate students as possible, and then also impact the community. Okay, that has to be so rewarding to students, well, and faculty who are trying to get some grant proposals done to do some research, and so to have that ability is just very unique and compliment to you for putting that all together. Well, we just reviewed the grants for this year. We had over 12 applications, and we were all commenting how, how robust the group was, and and all of the um, proposals were just really interesting and creative ideas and things that will really impact the students. That's so cool to hear. So what's the odds of you getting your family all together for family gatherings? Because I think they're kind of spread out. We've talked a couple of times, spread out across the country or the world for that matter. I just wonder if there's ever a time when they're all going to be back in Muncie, including the grandkids. Yeah, I think in Muncie, it's been tough to get everybody to Muncie. We really, over the years, we started a tradition of getting together in Maine for two weeks. We started when ah. we first had children, and Jeff and I made that kind of a non-negotiable that we would take those two weeks to be with our family. And I think the kids really love, you know, just love that. They have great... It has to be something to it, look forward yeah, to. Yeah, so probably. we're hoping to do that again, but we have one in France. That's so a little tough to get her here. <laughs> Over in France, thank you. I've often thought about what would happen if all the Mearns family got together with all of your family 
with all the siblings and grandkids in some location. But Our rehearsal dinner was just the adults, and it was 45 people. <laughs> and that was a long time ago. Oh, man. Ladies and gentlemen, we've been with Jennifer Mearns, and I so appreciate you coming in and sharing in all the things you've been involved with your career. And now with that entire Discovery Group is so cool. Thanks so much for stopping by. It was a pleasure, Joe. Thanks for inviting me. Thanks. Appreciate it. We'll see you next week, everybody, with all kinds of people. This has been WMUN's All Kinds of People with Dr. Joe. To hear this episode again or any other, hit soundcloud.com slash WMUN radio. This has been a presentation of Woof Boom Radio and WMUN 92.5 FM, 1340 AM, the talk of Muncie.